0: Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. So what does food mean to you? Today's special guest is Dorothy Graham O'Dell, who is from unstoppableovercomers.com and she's going to give us tips on how to stop limiting our beliefs and achieve. Dorothy's also a producer, speaker, coach, consultant, I will also be sharing an excerpt from my latest book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diaries, Seasons. And I'll be sharing an excerpt from July 22nd that's about a trip to Lecce, a town called Lecce, which is a little town in the region of Puglia. And I'll be sharing a recipe called focaccia pugliese, which is a traditional recipe in Puglia. So stay with me. as promised, I wanted to share an excerpt from my book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diary Seasons. This is my latest book, and it's written, you know, kind of uh, like a diary, because I actually shared diary entries that i had written while i was living in italy and creating all the basic art of italian cooking recipes and books this is a diary entry again for july 22nd it's on page 39 and it's about a visit to a town in the Puglia region of italy called lecce it's titled lecce and focaccia pogliese Today's dish is a souvenir from a few summers ago during my visit to the city of Baroque Beauty Leche. I can still remember the taste of focaccia poiese, so simple in its ingredients, yet bursting with so much flavor. Surrounded by a city constructed in pale yellow stones, a city rich in culinary traditions from the wild herbs and beans. Be sure to get a taste of the cake made with almond paste by the Sisters of the Monastery of San Giovanni there in Lecce. This is considered one of Italy's finest and it's well worth the trip. But oh well, finally, going to make my focaccia pugliese. It is the true essence of the simplistic but delicious cooking in the south. Here's my recipe for focaccia pollese. One pound of flour, two potatoes, four tablespoons of olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. That's extra virgin cold pressed. One cube of yeast melted in warm water and a tablespoon of sugar, a pinch of salt. For the topping, you're going to use 10 cherry or grape tomatoes one tablespoon of pitted green olives, extra virgin cold pressed olive oil, a small handful of sea salt or sea salt to taste, and oregano. Boil the potatoes while still hot, peel and mash the potatoes and then set them aside. Place flour on a wooden board and form a well and place in the mashed potato salt and the melted yeast. Blend together, adding water, and more flour as needed till a smooth ball of dough is formed. Cut across with a knife into the top of the dough ball and cover with a clean kitchen towel. Set this aside and you're going to let this rise for two hours. It should double in volume. When the dough is ready, oil a round pizza pan. Place the dough on the pan and you're going to place the small cherry or grape tomatoes and olives on top press them into the dough cover with oregano and salt to taste and drizzle of olive oil cook in an oven preheated to 370 de- I'm sorry 375 degrees for 25 to 30 minutes serve warm this is great with a glass of dry red wine. Great. And today we have as a special guest Dorothy Graham Odell, who is a mentor and coach. And uh, today we were going to talk about um, limiting beliefs and, and worthiness. You know, we, we try to keep the Maria Liberati show positive and upbeat. So I thought it was a great idea to uh, give tips on how to stop limiting beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. Dorothy, I think that's, Mm -hmm. so um, Dorothy, and this is Dorothy's second time here. So I'm glad she's back. She's a popular guest and we're (laughs) glad to have her back again. And, uh, but yes, Dorothy, so I guess I'm going to let you start the conversation about uh, whichever topic you want to start on, either one.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, just thanks for having me back. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And yeah, in this day and age, where everything being thrown at us and the way the world is at the moment, you know, it's some kind. Some kind can feel overwhelming, and you know, you just you you try and go for something, and then like it splats you back, right? So, um, and what I mean by that lately, like there was a lot of. Um, you know, I have great aspirations and, and things like that. But I had found myself in a, in a rut where I was just like, believing some of the things that people had told me before, right? Um, you know, there's no way you'll ever, um, you know, be on public TV or anything like that is what a lot of people would say. And I'm just like, well, you know what, like, don't put that out there. You know, that's not, that's not what, That's not what God intended. So for me, it was the last like six months, especially, have been just a journey of just rediscovering who I am and, you know, what my, what, um, eliminating beliefs that had held me back for so many years. And Uh it's just crazy how our unconscious mind, could just really play with us and i so. think that
0: i don't mean to interrupt but what i think is you know i've had to deal with that also and what i think it is is that people will tell you that because a unfortunately i think they have a nagging kind of thing inside of them that they really want to do that too but they don't have the guts to go out and do what you're doing i don't know if the right word is guts or the carriage to just do what you're doing or the fortitude or whatever. And B, they just don't have the mindset to think, uh, to, to know how to do what you're doing. So they just assume I'm not doing it. You can't do it, but it's, it's, well, I know you, you know this and you're going to tell people, but it's not correct to limit you know, what anyone can do by telling them or, or telling them, you know, they have this, you have a limit and you can't do this. You can't do that. Cause if somebody believes it, just like you did, they're going to go out and do it, but you really have to believe that, that you can do it. Correct.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I, I did this, um, I did a talk, oh my gosh, back in May, uh-huh. um, with a group of women and it was i named the, t- the title of my talk the art of the ask uh-huh. and it was so incredible the there was about like 10 women in this room and I, I have my own show as well and i one of the questions i had asked one of the last guys that i had before i went on to this this uh weekend away was you know if i was a fairy godmother what three wishes could i grant you and so he, he had to really think about it. And this guy is um, a retired police officer and, you know, he had to think about it. So I asked these women, I'm like, what are three things right here and right now um, that if, if you knew um, what you wanted, like name, name those three things. Mm-hmm. And some of those women had a hard time, you know, saying what it was that they really wanted. Uh-huh. And I because we're so programmed to say, you know, if if we ask, then that's selfish, you know, or if yeah. we're really going after this, you know, don't be more humble than you ought to be. And all this crazy bullcrap that people yeah. tell us uh, yeah. all along the lines. Yeah. And so when I went around the room, it was it was really interesting to watch and see each woman's reaction. And then afterwards, I asked them, now, how did it feel? um, after you asked for those three things. And some women said that they actually struggled with that, you know? Uh, and so I was just like, wow. And then I had a couple of women say, Hey, you know, can I change what I wanted? Because, you know, I was, it was only like a superficial ask, like, and it wasn't really something that, you know, it was, they wanted it, but they, there was something more that they really, yeah. really wanted. And I find that a lot of women have a hard time asking for what they really want because mm-hmm. of all the misconceptions that have been put on us over the years and, and things like that. So it was just really interesting to um, be part of that discussion and really um, see what unfolded within that discussion.
0: That is That is interesting. Yeah, and I think that we've all been programmed to you know, to say, oh, no, you know, you can't ask for things that don't make you that make you appear less than humble or something. And um, it's just so people are afraid to really and I think that also has to deal with why they tell everyone else that you can't do this because they're afraid. So they're telling people, you know they can't do it either because if hey if I'm really what they're saying is hey if I'm afraid to do it you can't do it either. So, but the thing is that you know most people uh, or people need to know or find out as you found out yourself, I found out myself too that if you have a strong belief in yourself, that's what's really important. Just believe in what yourself, what you want to do, and don't listen you know, you don't want to listen to voices out there that are giving you, that are limiting beliefs. I, it's just so terrible. I mean, I've heard of, you know, everything from teachers doing that to kids that, you know, I know actually adults that I know of that, you know, actual teachers did that because they were a little bit slower in school. And here, they ended up having these gigantic successful careers and these teachers are telling them, Oh, you'll never be anything. You know, you need to do this or that. And you know, it's like, how dare you, you, you can't predict the future. I think only God can do that. So you Mm -hmm. can't predict the future or predict what a child or what an adult can become. And the most important thing is, as you're, you know, saying is, not to limit your beliefs, I guess. So do you have any tips like or any, you know, kind of little exercise or something we can give people to kind of get into the mindset of, of uh, not limiting your beliefs?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, at first, you know, number one, I would definitely say, um, I, I have a, a morning routine that I do, which is very important. And it gets me connected with myself first thing in the morning, and my higher power, which for me, it's God. So I definitely spend like 10, 15 minutes in just prayer and meditation in the morning, um, just really focusing on what my intention is for that day, just really focusing on what um, what it is that I want and just re putting that to the forefront of my mind. Um, you know, number two, definitely giving gratitude for everything um, that I have, everything that. I want everything that has happened that day. Um, I also uh, write three things that I really want to happen today. Um, And so I go through the three things from the day before that I had put on my list to do. And for me, it was just, you know, seeing that and putting that in front of me that what needed to happen Uh and just really connecting with that. And if it didn't, if it didn't work, and it didn't happen the day before, that's okay. What was the lesson in that? You know, giving yourself grace in that, in that okay. moment. And I I was listening to um, an audiobook, The Gap in the Game by Dan Sullivan. And uh-huh. that's where I incorporated that little piece from because it was so powerful. I just didn't even realize, you know, because if we float aimlessly through life, then that's exactly, you know, what you're going to get, right? Um, yeah. But if you set the intention with that, Um, definitely the fourth one, surrounding yourself with people that are going to lift you up, uh, is totally another one for me. Like that's a game changer. As soon as I was surrounded by, I I have the, uh, Saturday morning I meet with a bunch of ladies and that's what we do. We empower each other. We lift each other up and see how we can help each other. So yeah, uh, surrounding yourself with those people is important and number 5 just you know don't give up it's easy it's it can feel easy sometimes to give up you know sometimes there are goals and if you're like me i really go after something huge and then when i don't see it then i get disappointed but the thing of it is consistency every day is what you know as long as you're taking an action each day towards your goal you're going to yes. get it yes um, and i'm a so. strong
0: believer in intention Sometimes all of a sudden, I'm not saying that it takes like overnight, but there are not weird, but just strange things that have happened in my life. And it's like, oh my gosh, I actually wanted that. So I've been working all my life. Like I had this mindset to to do, you know, like this or to achieve this or whatever, and it's something that just kind of happens because I'm focused on it and you don't realize it, it, but it doesn't, as you're saying, it's not something that happens overnight. You have to focus and have intention. And I, I love all the tips you've given. They're all really, really important. And it does happen when you, when you put that intention in your life. I love also the other thing you said about surrounding yourself with, People that are uplifting, they're not necessarily going to be like, yes, people that'll say, you know, everything's great and wonderful when maybe there's something that that maybe they could help critique. And I mean, critique in a good way, but people that uplift you and that believe in you also, and that you can believe also in people that, uh, that bring you down, you don't want to, or you want to limit you know the amount of time that you're dealing with them because there's no reason to be bringing anybody down i've i've always believed that god creates us as unique creatures we're all so unique and that's why people don't understand when somebody we all do different things so if it's somebody doing something right that's not the same as everybody else they just can't understand that but i always tell everyone and, and I tell kids this from, you know, as young as possible, you're a unique, you're one of God's unique creatures, you're unique. So do something, unique. don't, you know, don't think you have to do what everybody else is do, doing. Do bring out your own special talent and uh, which I think you're helping What about worthiness? I know you touched upon that a little bit. I think that's probably is kind of related to limiting beliefs because leave worthy, Right.
1: Right. I, and I, again, um, I know men deal with this too, but I, in my experience, I, the more people I talk to, the more women, it's just like, you know, don't even think that they're worthy of, you know, the goals that they've set, you know, for instance, one of my, one of my goals this year, well, it probably will take longer than this year but on my vision board is to have the largest production company in the world and um you know what was stopping me from going after it at sometimes is thinking you know am I worthy of this like what do I know I'm just like nobody from Windsor, Ontario, right? Um, if you allow yourself to go down that track. Yes, yes. However, you know, just stepping in that and continuing to seek those people that are going to help you into that, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. And exactly.
1: A, a lot of women just don't feel worthy of what they're even wanting or asking for. Yes. And it could be generational. And right. what I found, I'm I have this amazing coach that I'm working with and, um, you know, in, through our findings over the last couple of months, it's been like, it's not just me that has dealt with this. This is generations past, like 11 generations deep on my, on the one side where, you know, the worthiness and, or the unworthiness and the poverty mindset and mentality and things like that so just working on that and just really focusing on um you know each day you know your affirmations and just really um focusing on your your belief system your belief is what is is going to get you through
0: Exactly. One of of the things that I did actually from a very young age, I started and I started realizing it's related to worthiness. And I know what you said about, well, how, you know, why should I think I could have the largest production company in the world or whatever? Well, the thing is that I started, um, I, I would research people that were extremely successful, and see what their background was and where they came from. Their background yeah. isn't any different than you or mine. So, yeah. and and one of the reasons, you know, my when I would meet, because I, I started modeling from a very young age, and sometimes I would meet extremely famous people, and I'd be like, oh, I'm so nervous. i tell my parents, my dad would be like, you know what? everybody has to put their pants on one leg at a time. So yes. you're all the same. So he right. kind of put me in that mindset that, so, you know, I would I, I met very famous people and all that, but I re- started realizing, you know, these successful people, the only difference between them and, and you and I are that they, you know, they have, okay, so their company is, you know, wherever it is, And when they started, there's no difference. There's no difference. They started from where you and I started. And it's just that they kept going until they achieved what they wanted. So if you study the background of, you know, these people, Oprah Winfrey, Lucille Ball, who's a very famous actress, who was the vice president of one of our biggest production studios in America. Um, I'm fascinated with her background because where she started and all, it's like, in fact, she tried to get into acting and nobody wanted her. They would like You know, wouldn't even accept her at auditions and things like that. And she had to take like really like small parts and things like that. And here she is, this woman that was the head of one of the most successful production companies in America. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you go back and you look at other people, then you start thinking they're no different than me. So that you know, it's just something like it's so, yes, you can definitely achieve that as long as you keep with that intention and uh keep going. But that's exciting, definitely.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. And you're right, because, you know, I've been saying for the last two years, I'm going to be the next Oprah and I'm in on the live show part. And then I've always like I've always looked into uh, Joe Rogan's past, you know, how did he become the number one podcaster in all of the world making $60 million a year plus, Uh you know, and having Spotify being, you know, his number one. Yes, number one yes. backer right yeah yes. so like how do these people do that well it took Joe Rogan seven years mm-hmm. and and yes, yes he was the co-host of uh Fear Factor and and some of the other thing, uh some of the other shows that he did I know he was into wrestling and things like that so yes. yeah he got his name was pretty popular but it yes. still took him seven years exactly. to make it from his garage to where he's at that today
0: where he's at today yes exactly yeah. exactly and some people even you know, even more. So, it, you know, it happens. But the the thing is that people don't realize is these, these are people that stick with it for seven, 10 years, even sometimes longer. That's really the one of the tricks of their success is that they stuck with it, stuck it out. It It, it is difficult because there are lots of setbacks as we go along to success. But you just, you know, stick with it and good things do come. Yeah. So, but Dorothy, so tell us about what you're doing. I know you told me some interesting things now that you're working on. And then we'll, um, I guess, tell us where people can find you also if they want to
1: reach out. and um, sure. Yeah. Right now, I'm actually, um, I'm also, I'm adding to my repertoire, I guess you can say, I am actually helping authors, you know, get promoted and and things like that. So anybody who is a first time author, you know, Um, you wrote your labor of love, and now you have no idea what to do. Uh, I have put together a 12 week program that will help launch your book. So Um, at the end of the 12 weeks, you know, your book will be seen in front of uh, lots of people, uh, Mm -hmm. so that it would become a successful book launch once, once you get it out there. So that's what I'm working on. I'm also working on building, um, my audience for, for my shows as well. Uh And, um, yeah, so it's just great, um, great time here. And definitely people can contact me on LinkedIn or Facebook at Dorothy Graham O'Dell or my website, which is www.unstoppableovercomers.com. Um, so definitely everything's up there to see you know from yeah. our shows to our books to our um, productions and helping other people launch their book. everything is up there.
0: Great, that's great. I love it. Lo- I love it. I love the title Unstoppable Overcomers. I think it it really focuses on exactly what exactly what you do and uh, it's it's so uh, important to be unstoppable. So I love that. Well, Dorothy, thank, thank you. you so much. And I'm sure we'll catch up with you soon in the near future as you grow even more um, and add more to uh, your repertoire of things. So definitely, thank you so much. And we'll put some of these tips on my uh, on my website also with a link to your site also. So if people didn't catch it, it, it'll be on my website for the Show.com. Thanks again, Dorothy. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening to The Maria Liberati Show and joining in. Hope you got some great tips from our special guest this week, Dorothy Graham O'Dell. And also hope you'll try the focaccia pugliese that uh, I gave the recipe for from my book. And don't forget, if you do make that, please share a photo of your creation. Of your Focaccia Poyese and hashtag at the Maria Liberati Show. Share that on social media. And we'll also try and share it on my site, themarialiberatishow.com. show.com. And as always, special thanks to my producer britain Roselle for this week's episode. My special guest, Dorothy Graham Odell from Unstoppable Overcomers. Dot com don't forget you can find my latest book that this week's recipe is from basic art of italian cooking diaries seasons and you can find that really anywhere books are sold but you can find it at MariaLiberati.com, artoflivingprimamedia.com on amazon and kindle and as mentioned almost anywhere books are sold and don't forget about the basic art of italian cooking book series Again, you can find that anywhere books are sold. And if you have any comments or tips, please share those with us. If you have a guest you'd like to recommend for one of my upcoming episodes, please let us know. We're booking guests for fall, and I'd love to hear from you. So please share. And as always, you can find me at marialiberati.com at uh, facebook at chef maria liberati on twitter at maria liberati on instagram at maria liberati my uh, roku channel that's on roku it's called the basic art of italian cooking by maria liberati and my vimeo channel maria liberati and my youtube channel the maria liberati channel and of course the podcast the maria liberati show which you can download from anywhere podcasts are heard and let's see did i mention yeah i did i mentioned my blog at marialiberati.com and the website for the show the Maria so again please share any pictures from your focaccia poiesi this week and uh, hashtag the Maria Liberati show post on social media if you can. We will be sharing photos on my website and stay tuned because we'll be having a giveaway of some of my books again and possibly some other, some other special uh, things. So please stay tuned for some upcoming episodes. Enjoy the rest of your summer and until next week, peace, love and pasta.